In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Welcome to another special edition of It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder coming to you from Brown's training camp. Andy Baskin has this podcast off. He'll be joining us again later uh, in the week. Another special guest lined up for you. It is Joe Thomas Hall of Fame week. Uh, he is the first Hall of Famer in the expansion era for uh, the expansion Browns. Uh, they're still the Cleveland Browns, but it still feels like that they are the expansion Browns. And joining me is the director of football communications for the Cleveland Browns. He co-authored a book called Joe Thomas, Not Your Average Joe, the authorized biography from Wisconsin to Cleveland to the Hall of Fame. He is Dan Murphy. Dan, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Daryl. Uh, let's uh, jump right into it. Uh, outside of Annie Thomas, I, I don't know that there's another person that knows Joe as well as you. You spent so much time with him uh, as a member of the Browns in his 11 seasons here, going all the way back to his rookie year. You came into the league with him, didn't you? Uh, I came in actually the year right after him. So my first year was 2008, so I didn't get to experience that 2007 10-6 uh, team, um, but got to hear all about it from Joe. And like you said, we overlapped. I mean, I'm going into my 16th season with the Browns now, and you know Joe was a big part of those teams every year, and he was, you know, pretty much one of the main constants. We came really close because, I mean, as you know, the record wasn't always the best for the team, which leads to turnover, which leads to new coaches, new players, new front office people, and you know, after a few years, Joe and I kind of joked around like, oh, we're the only ones still kind of here from those first couple of years. Um, so we just kind of built a bond. We're around the same age, have similar sense of humor. Um, so we really bonded together, and it was great to work with him on putting this book together. What made him, you know, we know what he did on the field. Um, and the, one of the things that I always respected about him as someone who covered him was that no matter how bad things were, he always was the eternal optimist. Was he as optimistic behind the scenes as he was when we would be asking him about the latest starting quarterback that he had to block for or the newest head coach he had to play for? He really was. He was the eternal optimist. I mean, he is always in a good mood and always happy, and that's just who Joe is. And, I mean, that's what he presented to the media, and that's just who he is on and off the field. Yeah, there were times when he would get a little frustrated when, you know, he's playing, you know, He's one of the best left tackles in the game, and he plays. And there were times he told me where he graded out a perfect game. The coaches gave him, you know, you either get a plus or a minus every play. He had a perfect game, and the team still got blown out that game. And, you know, there was a little bit of frustration there, you know, more of a what, can, what more can I do? You know, he's, he's playing a perfect game. But, you know, he understood it's a team game, and he was doing everything he can every play to be there for his team. The fact that he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, playing for so many teams that did not have success, I think really speaks to the career that he was able to put together. Obviously, the two things stand out, 10 straight Pro Bowls and the fact that uh, he had 10,363 consecutive snaps, never missed a play until that final injury. Um, when if there was ever a guy that could bail at the end of the season and say, my knee hurts, my ankle hurts, I need to heal up and get ready for next year, it was Joe Thomas, and he never did. How is, is in a, you know, someone that worked with him behind the scenes, what was it like watching him go through those type of injuries and, and getting himself ready to play even when the playoffs were out of reach? 
Yeah, that's just who he was. He always wanted to be there for his team. That's why that number, 10,363, means so much to him. It represents that he was there for his team every play, every time he was available to. He didn't take any plays off. Um, we always joke, people say he didn't take any days off, but as you know, later in his career, he did take a few days off because he had to rest up his body to be able to get, get out there on Sundays. Um, but he did everything he could to be there for his team, no matter what. And in the book, there's a chapter that kind of details the snap streak, and this chapter's in Joe's own words, and he talks about how close he was to the streak ending multiple times, not because he was going to take a game off or, you know, just sit out or something like that, but, you know, there were a few times where um, a coach, we were actually beating the Pittsburgh Steelers one game, and the coach at the end of the game brought in his backup onto the field, Vincent Painter, and Joe looks at him and says, you know, get the heck out of here in a little more colorful language than that. Um, and he comes to the sideline. The coaches are very confused. Why did he, you know, why don't you come out? We, want, we don't want you to get hurt at the end of a game. And Joe t- finally told him, hey, I have this snap streak going. I don't want to lose it in a game we're winning. I want to enjoy these wins because they, they came pretty rare for Joe. Um, and there was another game where this one wasn't documented as much as that first uh, story I told. Uh, he actually got injured in the last game of the season. He hurt his knee while stretching. And still played the game, and afterwards he did his MRI, and he would have had to miss, you know, several weeks if that was the case during the regular season. But lucky for him in the streak, it was actually the last game of the season, so he didn't have to miss any time. Yeah, I mean that is uh, lucky. I, I read the the Vincent Painter story, and you're right; he used much more colorful language, um, and it also kind of reiterates some of the disconnect, though. You know, when you have the constant turnover that here that they did they didn't know that Joe Thomas had this incredible, impressive streak. Uh, rolling. Um, when when you work with Joe behind the scenes, because he did so many things in the community as well. I remember when he uh, first started out, and it, it is kind of ironic. You and I actually did start the same se- same year together back in 2008. But I remember he did like uh, one of the first initiatives he did in the community was fishing. He he loved uh, you know getting young kids involved in fishing, and I remember going to the creeks and the ponds and stuff where he'd hold his events, uh, and his wife would be there. Um, Joe Thomas, the, 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 the person, though, and uh, his impact off the field, again, the resume, the, he didn't have to do any of those type of things. Um, how much work went in on your end helping him, you know, coordinate and achieve some of those personal philanthropic efforts? Yeah, and that was all genuine for Joe. He loves giving back and being a part of the community and doing what he can to help out. I mean, there were so many things. You mentioned the fishing trips. He had uh, so many. Every year he had an annual Shop with a Pro event where you take underprivileged kids and get them Christmas gifts or get them school supplies. Uh, I remember Annie was a big big advocate of that, of getting helping teachers get school supplies because a lot of teachers have to buy those on their own, and they didn't think that was right. Um, one thing about Joe is um, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award is a big on-field and community service award. It's one of the most prestigious awards the NFL gives out. One player gets it for each team every year. And Joe's the only person in Brown's history to win the award more than once, and he actually won it three times during his time. And that just kind of shows how engulfed he was in the community. And it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't just a show. It was, he was genuinely out there. And, you know, there was a lot of stuff he did where he didn't want publicity for it, too. Um, And that's just who he was. And he was a finalist for that award one year, if I remember correctly. Correct. He was one of the final three. Uh, the, back then, the NFL made three finalists. He was a finalist that last year, uh, that that year. But there was another year. Now, currently, they changed the rule. So now, basically, every player is considered a finalist. Uh, one of the more amusing stories in the book, and I remember this because Joe never got in trouble off the field. 
but up at his place in Wisconsin, there was some sort of conflict over permits and what he could and could not do uh, on his farm. And uh, he talked about in the book just how taken aback he was by it because he's you know big into farming and nature and taking care of the environment and stuff like that. And I think that is really the only time in his career where, and I say this very, very loosely, where he got in trouble off the field. Yeah, I wouldn't say that was wasn't too much trouble. I mean, I guess you asked the Wisconsin Department of Health, maybe that's who it was, but they- Environmental they, or something, I don't know. Yeah, they, they had said he had an improper permit for a bridge on his, you know, whatever it is, 50 acre farm that he has back in Wisconsin. And I don't know if the paperwork was lost, but they, so they, I remember, I remember talking to him about it in the morning, because this was in the early days of Twitter back, back in the day. And seeing a story in there, so I went, I'm like, Joe, what's this all about? And he, he was a little confused as well. And then he's like, oh, I think I know. And so he's trying to figure it out. But then, you know, you, you media members come in, and obviously you need to ask me about it. So he's he's all, you know, he's like, you know, am I going to get in trouble? What, what do I say? What do I do? You know, like, like Joe, just, just be honest. There was a little mix-up with the paperwork, you know, whatever it is. Like, obviously you're not uh, destroying the environment. That's not who you are. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Dan Murphy joining me. He is the Director of Football Communications for the Cleveland Browns, and again, he uh, co-authored a book with uh, Mark Bona uh, and uh, also includes uh, many words from Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas, not your average Joe, the authorized biography from Wisconsin to Cleveland to the Hall of Fame. More with Dan after this.